Today is Wednesday, October 27th. The title for our devotional is simply, John the Baptist. One of the most illustrative examples of our topic this week is found in the story of John the Baptist. John the Baptist's call was to prepare the way for the Lord and to be the one who came in the spirit of Elijah before the Messiah. His birth was the result of a divine announcement. He was very effective in his ministry as he had amassed a large following. So let's read some of his story from the Gospel of John. John 1, beginning in verse 19. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confess freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. (laughs) Finally, they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The theme of this passage is that John knows exactly who he is and what he has been called to do. He knows that he is not the Messiah, and he knows his calling is to prepare the way for the Messiah. Without a strong conviction of his identity and calling, John could have been easily convinced by his followers, or his own ego, and the large crowd that he was actually the Messiah, a position that would have come with great privilege and power if he could have convinced enough people. As we said yesterday, our calling is first to an identity, a status with God, and second, a mission, or a standard by which to live towards. We must be careful not to prematurely move to the second, that is, a mission, without firmly establishing the first, that is, an identity. The first of Pete Scazzaro's seven pillars of a healthy discipleship culture is to be before you do. This is precisely what he has in mind. John's confidence in his identity preceded and laid the foundation for his calling, what he was supposed to do. Then, later John is asked about Jesus taking John's followers. <clears throat> in John 3, 26-30, we read, They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this John replied, A person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but am sent ahead of him. 
bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater, I must become less. I think we can all imagine the temptation for John here would have been to become jealous and cling to his followers and influence. Yet, he remains resolute in his identity and his calling. He even characterizes his loss of influence and descent into relative obscurity as joy. It is this confidence in his identity and calling that allows him to declare the famous phrase, he must become greater, I must become less. Notice also John's clear sense of stewardship in verses 27 to 28 of chapter 3. He knows his influence was given to him from God, and therefore it wasn't his to hold on to. Therefore, when God's plan dictated the Messiah gain more influence than John, he was readily able to accept it, because his influence was never his own in the first place. So we would do well to learn from John here and to know and remain confident in our identity and to know our calling. We would also do well to accept what God has called us to, no matter how big or small, and find joy in fulfilling that calling. Also, we must remember that we are merely stewards of what God has called us to. It never was ours in the first place. So when it comes time to give it up, whether through retirement, failure, or ultimately even death, we can do so willingly. For additional content in his book called The Burden is Light, John Tyson, he gives a long bullet point list of what it means to be in Christ. And these are great reminders of our identity in Christ. So these are key truths found in scripture that we need to remind ourselves regularly when we consider our identity in Christ. So he goes through this long list. I'm just going to read them briefly. I encourage you to head over to the devotional uh, page and and read these regularly. Copy, paste them, put them somewhere. Um, do whatever you got to do to keep these in front of you on a regular basis. First, I'm a ch- I am God's child. As a disciple, I am free. I am a friend of Jesus Christ. I have been justified. I am united with the Lord and I am one with him in spirit. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. I am a member of Christ's body. I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. I am complete in Christ. I have direct access to the throne of grace through Christ Jesus. I am free from condemnation. I am assured that God works for my good in all circumstances. I am free from any condemnation brought against me, and I cannot be separated from the love of God. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am hidden with Christ in God. I am confident that God will complete the good work he started in me. I am a citizen of heaven. I have been given the spirit of fear, not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. I am a branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine, and a channel of his life. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I am God's temple. I am a minister of reconciliation for God. I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realm. I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. 
So that's a long list, but I think they're all true. So I'd encourage you today to either read that list or listen to it again and do two things. One, believe that they're true. And two, believe that they are true for you if you are in Christ.